Welcome to MBA Mondays by Fred Wilson from avc.com, read to you by Rafe Kasu from talkshoot.com. Post 24, Purchasing Power Parity. Continuing the international theme, we're going to talk about purchasing power parity today on MBA Mondays. I learned about purchasing power parity in business school, and it has always helped think about international exchange rates. The theory is far from perfect and fails miserably in many situations, but I still think the basic construct of purchasing power parity is something everyone in business should understand. The basic concept is this. A basket of goods that are traded between markets should cost the same in different markets. My favorite example is the Big Mac Index, which is calculated and published annually by The Economist. If a Big Mac costs $4 in the US and £3 in the UK, then the proper exchange rate between the two currencies should be $4 to £3, which works out to be $1.33 per pound. The reason I like the Big Mac Index is it is simple to understand. A Big Mac is not a basket of goods, however, and a more comprehensive basket of goods is normally used to calculate purchasing power parity of different countries. That said, I will use the Big Mac Index one more time to explain how purchasing power parity can be used to determine if a currency is overvalued or undervalued. This example comes from Wikipedia. Using figures in July 2008. The price of a Big Mac was $3.57 in the US. The price of a Big Mac was £2.29 in the United Kingdom, Britain. Varies by region. The implied purchasing power parity was $1.56 to £1. That is $3.57 to £2.29, equals 1.56. This compares with an actual exchange rate of $2 to £1 at the time. 1.56 minus 2 over 2 times 100 equals minus 22%. The pound was thus overvalued against the dollar by 22%. This is important to understand. If two baskets of goods should cost the same in different markets and they don't, then the implication is that one currency is overvalued relative to another, and that difference will eventually unwind itself. Let's look at China versus the US. The International Monetary Fund, IMF, estimated in 2008 that one U.S. dollar was worth 3.8 yuan, using purchasing power parity. And yet the official exchange rate at the time was one dollar for seven yuan. That situation has not changed much. The yuan dollar exchange rate is now one dollar of 6.8 yuan. What this means is that U.S.-made goods are more expensive in China than they should be using purchasing power parity as a guide. And Chinese goods are less expensive in the U.S. than they should be using purchasing power parity as a guide. If the dollar-yuan exchange rate was allowed to move entirely with market forces, the theory of purchasing power parity says that the exchange rate should move to around 4 yuan to the dollar. Until that happens, this price discrepancy will remain. There are all sorts of problems with purchasing power parity, but I will not go into them here. The basic concept makes sense to me and is used widely in international economics. It is worth understanding as it provides a basic framework for how currencies can and should move relatively to each other. That was Post 24, Purchasing Power Parity.
Thanks for listening to MBA Mondays by Fred Wilson from avc.com, read to you by Rafe Kasu from talkshoot.com.